this is Ansu Cisse with Real Game brought to you by Basketball Psychology, the show that brings basketball and other sports to you in a way that you can easily understand. I'm here with CG and my boy Mike. Yes, sir. And today we are talking about how to get on the court. Let's get it, man. What's good, y'all boys? Nothing good. Just to be back. Good to be back. I feel like this is something that most players have either dealt with or they will deal with at some point in their career. When you're not getting consistent playing time, I know it can be difficult to manage uh, from an emotional standpoint and from a mental standpoint, uh, especially if you're used to playing a lot and then all of a sudden you go into a new situation and you can't crack the rotation. Uh, we just want to talk about how to how to deal with that because there's definitely a wrong way and a right way to deal with that. So, Mike, you can start us off. One of the first things we're going to get into is need to figure out why you're not getting on the court. So ask the coaches. Ask the coaches, I mean. Um, talk to some of your teammates, ones that are your best friends and ones that are not your best friends. That way you can get both sides of the story. You don't always want yes man by you because at certain times they're not able to help you grow. Um, so that's just one tip right off the bat. Go and talk to someone to, to figure out and get a different perspective of what you should do. I feel that it is very important to get feedback and actually talk to a coach, talk to the head coach, lead assistant, <clears throat> whoever that may be. But the first step in, in, in getting on the court is figuring out why you don't play. So I feel like that is a very keen thing that you need to do. Right. Uh, I would definitely agree with y'all. Uh, most of the time, if you're not playing, there's a reason behind it. So uh, going to talk to the coach, I know that can be intimidating for a lot of people um, and just having to put your pride aside and hear uh, probably the negative things that you doing, that you're doing or that you're not doing. But you just have to be able to uh, put that pride aside. And then another big thing is self-reflect, which also goes into putting your pride aside. Uh, think about why you're not playing, uh, what you can do that can help you to be playing even more and just figure out what changes need to be made. That self-reflect thing is a very um, big aspect to, to getting on the court. I would say is a humbling um, thing first. You have to be humble first to self-reflect, and that way you're able to evaluate yourself and be honest with yourself. There's always something that you can get better at, so Think about the things that, that you're not doing right and try to critique those things. And once you're able to be honest with yourself and critique the things that you are messing up on, you have no choice but to expand your game and elevate your game. I have to agree with that. I feel like the best, the best and most successful people in the world are their hardest critics. You have to be hard on yourself. You have to self-reflect because in those times, that's when you're going to see the most success. 
So just self-reflecting and knowing and smelling yourself and actually knowing that you stink, you know. Yeah. That is a big thing. I feel like a lot of the time when players aren't playing, the first thing they want to do is point the finger at somebody else and talk about, oh, well, so-and-so is not doing this. The coach doesn't like me. Uh, situation isn't favorable. Uh, I believe the first action in doing or when you're not playing is to control what you can control. And uh, there's a lot of things that you can control. Uh, the biggest thing is being a good teammate. Uh, nobody wants to see you sulking because you're not playing, especially if the team is winning. Don't let don't let a coach see that. You for sure won't play. Uh, sulking and just just being in, stuck in your own head. It's about the team, and the team is bigger than you. So that's that's what I would start off with with controlling the controllables. Yep, attitude is a big factor. Um, nobody wants to have a a bad teammate that is very demoralizing to the team. Um, don't be a cancer. I think that is such a bad title to have on you. To be a cancer is 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 basically killing the team in a whole. So. We grow up and we hear our parents say all the time when you're saying that people are pointing the fingers. Our parents say all the time, if your friend jumps off a mountain, are you going to go and jump behind them? And sometimes we like to have the um, bad mentality of, yeah, I'm going to do it either way. I'm going to ride or die type thing. But <laughs> sometimes you got to put those jokes aside and, and actually realize that you can't have a bad attitude and Add fire to the negative. You guys hit that right on the nail. So just being a good teammate, not pointing fingers, coming in with a great attitude, self-reflecting, talking to coaches, all, the, all, all of those are good things. Another way to get on the court is watching film. The film is a tell-all. It will tell you exactly what you're doing and what you're not doing and what's effective. I feel like film, yeah, it, it definitely doesn't. It also gives you a chance to see uh, which, how do I say? It gives you a chance to see the people that are playing and what they're doing correct and how you can implement that into what you're doing. And I feel like a lot of reasons players won't watch film is because, like y'all said, film doesn't lie, and they're scared to see what the film shows or what the film is saying. One thing I would say, too, to add on to the film thing is it is a cheat code. It, it really is. From personal experience, once I was humbled enough to listen to what people were telling me and actually go and watch the film, my game immediately went north. Stock in my game went north. So watching film is essential. It's, it really is. So, yeah.
you also have to know what you're looking for as well. So if you don't know what you're looking for with when you're watching film, it's important to sit down with someone like a coach. You can sit down with the head coach, a lead assistant, um, one of the guys who, who, who is filming the actual game, just someone who knows what they're doing. Because it's important to see your mistakes and understand and evaluating your mistakes. And one other thing is I don't want the guys to be mistaken either. When you, This is just a fair warning. When you're going to watch film with your actual coach, it's going to be hard because he's going to tear into you. It's, it's, a, it's a known fact that when you watch film with coaches, it's going to be the hardest thing. But at the same time, it's the best thing you can do because then you start to realize what your coaches is actually looking for. Not what you are actually looking for, but what your coaches are looking for. And that is a big fact for you to be able to get on the court, which we're talking about. So, And to follow that up, after you watch film, the next thing is to translate it on the court. Uh, if you're not playing, stay prepared. Stay in the gym. Stay working on your craft stay in the weight room, whatever you need to do to be prepared to play, make sure that you're doing that because the worst thing is if you're not playing and then all of a sudden you get an opportunity to play and you're not ready, chances are you're not going to get another opportunity uh, in the near future. Being in the gym is very important. Just like, like Chris said, you could you could be the last man on the bench, but it's a long season. So a few players might go down. The the roster is getting slim. You're going to eventually get that chance. If you're ready and you seize that chance and you've been working, then you get a chance to grow your role. But if you're not ready and you go in there and, and you're not ready, then he's then your coach is just gonna be like, this is why I didn't play you to begin with. So stay in the gym and stay locked in and be ready. It's a long season, like Sue said, and you have to continue to stay ready, continue to stay in the gym. Um, your work ethic and the ability to get on the court is going to start with you staying in the gym. If you don't stay in the gym, life in general, is a heel. So if you put it in neutral and you don't work, you're going to go straight downhill the entire time. You have to continue to go up. You have to continue to put in that work. And staying ready is not just physically. It's also mentally. Agreed. Uh, I honestly think staying mentally engaged could be harder than staying physically engaged, even though they're kind of all tied together. But, yeah. That mental is a huge thing because it's easy to get disengaged when, you, when you're not playing and you feel like you should be playing. Having something that kind of goes into that staying mentally ready is the positive self-talk. Um, if you continue to let those negative thoughts eat away at you while you're not playing during that time, then there's no way for you to be mentally ready because you're so focused on 
me, 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 me. And that kind of goes back into that having a positive attitude and focusing on the team. And when your time comes, because your energy has been right the entire time, you're going to be ready. The, the mental part is not going to hinder you at all. <clears throat> On to the next thing. Something that can, I would say, greatly improve your chances of playing is finding your niche. And by that, I mean finding what it is that you do well and what you can do that will stand out from the rest of the group. What makes you different? Uh, it could be something simple as you're a good defender or you're a shooter. Uh, you could be a big man. And if you just run the floor hard, uh, that can make you stand out from other big men, uh, set screens the right way and roll hard to the basket. All those little things like that, uh, coaches pay attention to that. A lot of people may not think that they're important, but little things like that can separate you from, from the rest of the pack. When you get on the court, there's a thing called plus minus. If you want to stay on the court, win your minutes. Do everything that you can to win your minutes. Make plays on defense. If you get the ball, make a play, get an assist, get a rebound, score the ball, make plays. Something positive. Yeah. May do something positive. As long as you're doing something positive and you win your minutes, there's a, a, a better chance of you playing again and growing your role. People lie. Film doesn't lie. And numbers don't lie, which is basically what you just said. Win those minutes. They'll see that on that stat sheet every time. And at that point, if you take that to your coach, there's absolutely nothing he can say. If every time you're in the game, the team is winning, if you reflect winning, there's nothing that he can say. Every coach wants to win. And if you reflect that, you have a great chance of being in there. One more thing I want to add to uh... – finding your niche is playing to your strength. And I think that's important because if you're not a three-point shooter and you come into the game jacking up a bunch of threes, or even if you take two or three threes and you miss them, you might come out and you may be sitting there thinking like, why I'm coming out? I just missed two or three shots, but you're not a shooter. So you're not in there to do that. So just making sure that you like Sue said, doing something positive, doing what you know that you can do and what you can do to help the team win. We all got roles and, and everybody play their part to the best of their ability that gives you the best chance to win. So. And I think that's another thing. Like you said, we all got roles. It's, it's not a bad thing to be a role player. Like <laughs> everybody has a role. Everybody has to be locked into their role for things to go right and for the team to be successful. This is some stuff that I definitely wish that I was able to um, have access to in my early career. I feel like, I feel if, if I knew the things that I knew now when I was in college or even as a high school player, I would be much further along than I am just mentally. 
for anybody that has a chance to, to listen to this, definitely take take note and apply everything that you have heard from us. And there's a great chance that you will be on the court sooner than later. I'll say that much. Right. It's, it's no guarantee that, that you're going to play more, that you're just going to be a, playing all game. But the things that we're talking about is definitely things that can help you move in the right direction. But uh, y'all boys got anything else? Nope, just went. Wish all the best of the luck to everyone that's able to get a chance to listen to this and um, have a successful career. That's all I got. Yeah, man. I, if y'all can, if y'all can listen to this, take heed, like Michael said, and just take it one day at a time, build brick by brick, and the results of the show. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, sir. Man, we appreciate y'all for tapping in with us. We appreciate all the support. Uh, we're gonna continue to put out podcasts for y'all. Hopefully, uh, hopefully these things, these topics are helpful towards you guys. Uh, I think our next podcast, we're gonna have a little entertainment for y'all. We're gonna be talking about the NBA season. I know it's coming to a close here soon. Uh, we also got March Madness coming up, so we may get a little of that talk in as well. But again, thank you for all the support, and we'll talk to you all next time. Peace. Peace.